0: It's episode 536 of the Locked On Texas Rangers podcast on today, the next to last part of my top 30 prospect rankings We're going numbers 6 through 10, all that and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On of the Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Pattert, here today to continue ranking the Rangers' top 30 prospects. But before I do, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Ranger your first listen of the day. If you're not already, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at Bryce Patrick. Follow the show at Locked on Rangers and subscribe on YouTube or wherever the heck you get your podcast. Now, um, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize today. If you can hear any music in the background, my roommate that I share a wall with, for, or not roommate, excuse me, my neighbor who I, I share a wall with has decided that late afternoons or this time to to blare music I'm also dog sitting so um you know we might have a very fun lively episode with some um some very active background participants so I'm uh, gonna go ahead and apologize ahead of time and try and edit out as much of that as I can but let's just go ahead and without further ado get into it we are in the top 10 finally the top 10 of these rankings I am very excited about these five players and the next five players obviously we're getting into the real teeth of the matter. A lot of really great prospects here on this top 10. I feel really solid about every single one in this top 10. I feel pretty decent about everybody in the top 30, but really solid about this top 10. Now let's go ahead and look at number 10. We have a guy who burst onto the scene this year, was acquired in a trade at at number 10. We have corner infielder Dustin Harris. He is 22 years old, born on July 8, 1999. He plays third base. He also plays first, play, first base. He played mostly first base this year. He bats left hand, throws right-handed. Listed at 6'2", 185 pounds last year. Didn't have him in my rankings because he was not here. You don't think so? No, he wasn't here when I was doing my rankings at the beginning of no, he was, just barely. He was just barely here, forgetting what year it is. It's 2022, last year's beginning of 2021. He was here, but he hadn't done really much of anything for the Rangers at that point. But MLB Pipeline has him at 17 in their rankings. Baseball America has him real high at number five in their top 10 Rangers prospect rankings. Baseball Prospectus does not have him ranked. The Athletic had him at 12 last year in their midseason rankings. And the Athletic this year, Keith Law in his top 100 has Dustin Harris at all the way at 92 in his top 100 overall prospects. Not just top 100 Rangers, top 100 overall. So that's really impressive. He's not top, 100, not top 100 anywhere else that I could find. He might be in Baseball Americas, but I don't have access to that. So who knows? He was acquired. He was a, one of the two players to be named later in the Mike Minor trade. The A's drafted him in the 2019 draft, 11th round, 344th overall this year. He finished the season in high A Hickory. Now in... Two different levels combined this year he started in low a and then he finished the year in high a hickory He actually performed a little bit better in hickory than he did in low a which is really impressive he played 110 games this year 446 plate appearances had a slash line of 326 401 542 that's a 943 ops with 20 home runs three triples 21 doubles 47 walks 73 strikeouts and 25 stolen base Now, his MLB ETA, I put him at late 2023. This guy made some huge steps. He's still got a little bit of a ways to go. I'm really curious where the Rangers start him this season, if they start him in in high A in Hickory, or if they start him all the way in double A. He'll be 22 this season. Last year, he finished the season in Hickory, where he was two years younger than the average player as a 21-year-old. He only played 37 games there, but he had a, a much more impressive slash line in Hickory at the higher level, which was really nice to see I mean you don't see that a whole lot but he had he hit 372 with a 425 on base and slugged 648 that's an OPS of 1073 at the higher level in 37 games where he is two years younger again than the average player this guy had 10 home runs at that level and he had 10 home runs at the lower level in 73 games versus 37 games this guy was just on fire he could not be stopped he also walked 13 times struck out 25 at the higher level this season Now, where does he play? He's played mostly first base, but I do believe that he is a decent defensive third baseman. The Rangers believe in him, and uh, it's it's looking like the Rangers might end up being thieves in the deal for Mike Miner. I mean, Mike Miner was not doing super well in his final season. The A's only got him for half a season. Uh, I can't remember exactly who else came over with him in the deal. Nobody that's in my top 30, but I, I think maybe still a fine overall prospect. This year, he played 74 games at first base and... 24 games at third base also dh for 13 of those games this guy put on an absolute hitting clinic all year long i would like to see him get a little bit more reps at third base i think if they start him at at double a he might get more reps at third base i think that might be entirely possible depending on who else is coming up along with him i don't I can't think of exactly off the top of my head who's going to be starting the year in double-A, but I think he should go wherever he gets more reps at third base because I want to be sure that he is a legit defensive, like, half-decent defensive third baseman. I don't think he's going to be any world beater, and he he could play in, in the corner outfield eventually if it comes to it, but he's more than just a first baseman, and that's the important part, even though he has played a majority first base, and he's putting up offensive numbers that would be good enough for a first baseman because again those guys who are dh and first base only types you've got to really really hit the absolute daylights out of the baseball and he has so far in his time with the rangers you love to see it he didn't play that much i mean obviously he was drafted in the 2019 draft so he didn't have much time in the minor leagues before everything started coming up he played in the highest level he played for in oakland was 23 games in low a Vermont with the uh, New York Pennsylvania League. He played 23 games there. 98 played appearances. Had a 753 OPS there as a 19-year-old in 2019. So, hasn't played that much at a bunch of different levels, but this year was really his coming out party. The 21-year-old crushing Hickory like he did while playing decent defense defensively in the corner outfield. There's a lot of people who like him a whole lot. I wasn't quite willing to go top five with him. I considered it. I really did. The guy's numbers were outstanding and again doing that much better at a harder level is very very encouraging stuff and i'm i'm just so intrigued to see where the rangers put him this year he proved a whole lot last year can he keep it up and expand on that this year i think he can i'm really a big believer in this guy and that's why i have him all the way in the top 10 of my prospect rankings now here is what keith law had to say about him he said harris was Oakland's 11th round pick. Um, Nobody anticipated the year that he had. Obviously, he absolutely crushed it. But, um, yeah, he was just ridiculous. He says he has a uh, simple, strong, direct swing that produces a lot of hard contact, obviously, having made several subtle adjustments to his approach to unlock that power. He had two home runs through July 5th that he hit 18 more the rest of the way. Um, He said he played... First and third, neither of them very well. May try some left field next year, but this kind of bat should play anywhere on the field. So, again, questions about his defense. But he played about the same level of defense at third base as first base. Might stick him left field. I don't know. But if if you crush the baseball like that, I mean, man, hitting 18 home runs after July 5th is just absolutely stupid power. That is what we in the business call stupid power, and he has got it. Can he nail down a defensive position? That's a big question about him, and where do the Rangers want to start him next year? But he had a fantastic season this year. If the Rangers end up getting him and literally nothing else for Mike for half a year of mediocre Mike Miner, that is a heck of a steal, and the A's are going to feel really annoyed about giving this guy up, given what he has been doing. And, you know, he is hungry. He is absolutely hungry for more and to show you what he can do in 22. But you know what I'm hungry for in 2022? That's right. It's Built Bars. It's it's February, but it's still time for New Year's resolutions. It's the time of year I've pretty much given up all of my New Year's resolutions. But, you know, this year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. And eating right means eating Built Bars. If you tried the Puffs, if you haven't, they're missing out on some of the best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Yeah, that's right. They have protein infused marshmallows. Now the future is here and it's better than we ever thought. They're fluffy. They're light. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. 100% real. All bars are covered in 100% real tro- chocolate. That's right. but Puffs indeed. Uh, puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace those candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar could can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and you know scroll and see the, all the macros on the chart. They're fantastic. They're all great. Um, maybe don't switch these out for uh, uh, a candy bar if you're giving them to your Valentine. So if you want to try those out, go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are you endure all their many, many questions and wait while the person behind the counter just goes to their computer and you know chooses from the parts their warehouse happens to carry? But you've got computers at home and in your pocket. And they have access to rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They've got everything that you need. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, lively low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, this next guy has a very famous brother. He had his first full season in the minor leagues this year. He has several, several names listed as Jose Acuna, Acuna on baseball reference. Actually, is listed as Jose Acuna on baseball reference. But his real name is Luis Angel Acuna. At number nine, we have the 19-year-old shortstop whose older brother, Ronald Acuna Jr., is absolutely crushing it with the Braves at the big league level. But, you know, this guy is more than just his his older brother's younger brother. This guy deserves respect. He has done well. And he actually signed for 4.25 Times what his brother signed for. His brother's only signed for $100,000 out of Venezuela. This guy signed for $425K um, when the Rangers signed him. He's a 19-year-old shortstop. He bats and throws right-handed. Listed at 5'10", 181 pounds. Last year, I had him at 15 in my rankings. On MLB.com, he is listed at number 8. Baseball America has him at 10. Baseball Prospectus does not have him in their top 12, which this, this is my biggest qualm with, with BP this year. They've done a really great job. They've been a really great source for stuff nationally. I have some real questions about their top 12 and even their top 100 that I just checked out today, or excuse me, top 101. I had some real questions about what they did there, especially the Rangers. They, they I feel like they lost a lot of their Rangers coverage because not having Luis Angelicuna in their top 10 feels like a, not even in their top 12, feels like a huge, huge miss for them there. Um, but the Athletic had them at 10 in their Mid season top 172 or however many rankings. Um, last year, how'd he get here? He was signed in 2018, a J2 signing for like I said, 425k out of Venezuela. He's he played this season in down east low A in 111 games. He had 473 plate appearances, of a slash line of 266, 345, and 404. Slugging 12 home runs, three triples, 15 doubles. 49 walks and 110 strikeouts while stealing 44 bases yeah that's right this guy was an absolute monster on the base pass this year he was very very aggressive um did get caught stealing a few more times than i would have liked but you know it's fine six times excuse me 11 times um in 55 attempts so well about 20 percent of the time that's still about an 80 percent Success rate, which is about what you want for guys who are stealing a whole whole bunch of bags. If you're getting caught, you know, 25% of the time or more than that, then you really shouldn't be stealing so many bags because you're just running into outs at that point. But this guy stealing 44 bags at the low A level is pretty solid. He is also. years younger than the average player at this point. He was hitting for a lot more power than I thought he would at at his age. I mean, he, he did have an OPS of 893 in his debut season in the Dominican Summer League in 50 games in 2019 as a 17-year-old. So this guy's got a little bit of his older brother's power. He is a legit shortstop, I believe. He's playing shortstop and spent time at second base as well. This year, he played a few more games at shortstop, 42 games at shortstop, and 36 at second base. Also DH'd 33 of his games this year. Now, if he can put it all together, this guy is a complete package. He does literally everything well. He has a very advanced... Sense for the strike zone. He he's not going to be his older brother, so don't don't compare him to that. That's not fair. Um, as a as a younger brother of an older brother who flies planes for the navy, I also don't like it when I get com- compared to my older brother who is doing really cool things. You're doing really cool things too, little brother and Hill, and you know no one should compare you to that. But he absolutely deserves all of the praise and acclaim that he is doing. If he can stick at shortstop, that's the biggest question I have. I'm less, I'm less confident that he can sh- stick at shortstop than I am Maximo Acosta, but I think his offensive upside is higher than Acosta. He's got a little bit more power that he's tapping into, into games and he's showing than Acosta did again. Acosta hasn't played that much, but I do believe that Luis and hell is, I mean, he's, he's about the same age. Acosta is also 19 years old, but Acosta was born in the end of october versus louis and hell who was born in march so he's about seven months older louis and hell is so him being but him being this far ahead at just seven months older really speaks to how much confidence the rangers have in him to give him full season ball in his age um 19 season that's really encouraging i'm i'm Curious to see what they're going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they started him at the same place where he finished the year in down east, but I I, I think they probably should promote him. You'd like to see just a little bit more, a little bit fewer strikeouts and a little bit higher walk rate. Again, still pretty advanced, but 49 walks is is solid, but 110 strikeouts in 433 plate appearances is not like eye-catching, especially for a teenager that's so much younger than the average player at that level. But again, I really would like to see him have a little bit better plate discipline at that point and have a little bit higher of a walk rate and, you know, get on base at a slightly higher clip than 435, which I think he's capable of. Not that 435 is bad for a kid in his exact situation, but I think he can do better. I think the Rangers believe he could do better too. This guy has huge, huge potential and I am really curious to see what he can do next year cuz this guy, the the sky is the limit for this kid but you know the rangers are betting big putting him in full season ball but you know if you want to bet big you can go to bet online that's right this episode is brought to you by bet online They have a cover of the season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the big game in just one week. BetOnline.net remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates from current games. That's pretty impressive. They got a lot of cool things you can bet on. Super Bowls this week, and unfortunately, my large adult son, Patrick Mahomes, is not going to be there, but it still should be a really fun game. There's a local kid, Matthew Stafford. There's also Joey B., who is just absolute fun, and I did see a quote from the Bengals players saying they're doing this for Harambe, which is just its so perfect that even though I don't love what Joey B. did to my beloved Alabama, while I was there to watch him beat Alabama, um, I can't help but root for that kid because he's got a lot of swag. And anybody doing something in the city of Cincinnati for Harambe must be rewarded. So if you want to bet on them, go to betonline.net. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, this next guy came to the Rangers in a trade. He's another shortstop, a little bit older than Luis Angelicuna. This guy is Josh H. Smith. Not to be confused with Josh Not H. Smith, the reliever who was at his same level for a hot minute there. But Smith came over in the Joey Gallo trade. Obviously, he was thought to be the headliner. It's looking like he is not so much. He is age 24, born on August 7, 1997. Plays shortstop and a little bit of third base. Played third base in college on the team that was national championship runner-ups. Bats left-handed, throws right-handed, listed at 5'10", 172 pounds last year. Obviously not in my rankings. He was not here. MLB Pipeline has him at 6. Baseball America has him at 9. BP has him at 7. And The Athletic had him at 5 last year in their mid-season rankings. How to he get here again. Joey Gallatrade, thought to be the headliner. 2019 draft in the second round, 67th overall by the New York Yankees out of LSU. This guy had a fairly solid season at a bunch of different places this year. This guy played um, many, many places, four different teams this year in what was his second, was his first full season of minor league baseball. He did play in 2019. 33 games with in the uh, New York-Pennsylvania League with Staten Island with the Yankees at age 21. We're at a 928 OPS in 141 plate appearances. That was solid. But this year, four different teams, three different leagues. Um, actually, Hudson Valley, who is the Advanced A affiliate for the Yankees, is in the same league as um, Hickory is. So he got to be in the same league for the nine games he was in Hickory before the Rangers promoted him all the way up to Frisco. This year, he has done fairly well. Um, And let's see, where are his stats? Where do we go? Uh, Four different levels, 78 games, 351 played appearances, a slash line of 309, 429, 535, 13 home runs, three triples, 20 doubles, 43 walks, 262 strikeouts, also stole 26 bases. This MLB ETA, I say he gets here this year, probably towards the back half of the year. But with the numbers this guy was putting up offensively, um, he is not long for the minor leagues. I would bet the Rangers start him... uh... He only played 30 games in Frisco, so they probably start him in Frisco. I wouldn't be surprised if they started him in AAA, but I think it's more likely that they stick him in Frisco, see how he does there and how well he tears it up. There are some questions that exist about whether he is going to be a shortstop long-term long term, or he's going to be a third baseman, but there are no questions about his bat. This guy has crushed it at basically every, every level he's been at. Um, he just absolutely crushed it in 2019, his, his final... Um, collegiate season. He didn't play much in 2018. Uh, I believe he was injured. He only played six games, but had a, a 1060 OPS in 23 plate appearances. But his final year in college, um, 2019 as a 21-year-old, 65 games, exactly 300 plate appearances on the dot, a 966 OPS, nine home runs, two triples, 17 doubles, a 433 on base, and slugged 533. This guy was crushing it at LSU and Obviously, the Yankees really liked what they saw in drafting him and liked him enough to include him. In a Joey Gallo package, I don't believe he was in their top ten. He might have been just on the cusp, definitely not in their top five. The Yankees have a very deep system, and dealing him, Josh H. Smith and obviously Ezekiel Duran, and Glenn Otto as well in the trade for Joey Gallo means that um, Joey Gallo is worth quite a bit. Should have been worth a little bit more. I don't know. Um, actually I do know the answer is yes, but I will always be saying that about Joey Gallup because not enough people love him. Um, but anyway, there's obviously a jam in the middle infielders. He he is 24 years old. He's going to be 24 all season. He turned 24, like I said, in August. So again, he is not long for the minor leagues. There is a long-term log jam in the middle infield, which are his two main positions. There's also a guy in front of him who's clearly better than him. Josh, um, Josh Young the other Josh, the better Josh in this system, I would say, who is more equipped to be a third baseman. Maybe Josh has Josh Smith. Gosh, I need, I need to start calling him by their last name. I'm going to refer to him like this. Young has obviously a higher offensive upside. I believe Smith has a pretty high offensive upside and maybe a little bit better defensive upside. He played shortstop more in the minor leagues than, than Josh Young did. Young played shortstop in his final year at college, but again, you could kind of clearly tell that it was just out of necessity not that he was going to necessarily be a shortstop long term anyway rangers feel good about this guy they put him pretty high up i was i was curious that he started the year in low a where he was a year and 7 1.7 years higher than the average player as a 23 year old in in low a tampa with the yankees don't really know why they started him there but you know it was fine then he played 28 games in Hudson Valley, which is the High A East aka the Hickory Crawdads League and then he played 30 games in Frisco, which is the most that he played at any level this year so, yeah, pretty solid numbers in Hickory, didn't do as great or in Frisco didn't do as great in Hickory, as 799 OPS which is like fine, but again, only 49 plate appearances, and 102 or 127 plate appearances in Frisco, he had a 857 OPS that was nice, but I'd like to see his numbers get a little bit better for the Rangers. I'll go ahead and bump him up to AAA. Now, I I think I had to put a roll 55 on him. I think he might end up being – he's probably the most likely to be traded of these Rangers in the top 10 prospects. I, I really think that he is the most likely to be traded because, again, his long-term position, if he is a shortstop, which I don't know that he is, is blocked. If he moves to second, that's blocked for the next few years. He moves to third base, I believe – that Josh Young would beat him out in a competition in this day and age and probably for the next couple of years. So either he could be a really, really good bench bat or maybe learn to play some outfield because that bat will play anywhere, or the Rangers include him for a trade to try and upgrade their rotation or somewhere else on the field. But this is a good player, a good acquisition in the Joey Gallo trade that's making it look better and better by the day. Now, we are at number seven. This is, might be my favorite prospect besides, obviously, um, my guy, Josh Young. But Evan Carter is a guy who, had he been healthy, he would have really been pushing the top five, maybe even the top three. This guy is young. He's looking like the absolute steal. That is making the Rangers 2020 draft. One of the big reasons why the Rangers 2020 draft is looking more like highway robbery by the day. 19 years old has played center field this year. Bats left-handed, throws right-handed. Was born 829 in 2002. Listed at 6'4", 190 pounds. Last year was not in my top 20 rankings, which, again, made sense at the time. But, man, MLB has him at nine baseball america has him at eight baseball protectors has him at 11 which feels super low and the athletic had him at eight last year in their mid-season ranking this guy put up a great season he was the Rangers' second round draft pick in the 2020 draft 50th overall played in down east low a 32 games 106 at bats a slash line of 236 on base of 438 again as a teenager at age 18 Slugged 387, two home runs, one triple, eight doubles, 34 walks to 28 strikeouts, and 12 stolen bases. This is all in his first official minor league season. Like, this is just incredible work from what he did. Uh, I really, really loved what I saw from him this year. And one of the encouraging things that I read in Jamie, um, I'd about to say Jamie Ben, no, Jamie Newberg's midseason rankings, um, but he had the most walks among rangers at instructs he led all 31 um while playing center field hitting 304 with a 913 uh, ops at instructs in last fall or yes 2020s fall when there was no minor league season so the rangers felt really good about him that's why they made such an aggressive assignment with him as an 18 year old putting him in, in full season ball this guy Can be a legit center fielder, a legit five-tool kind of player. Actually, I'm not so sure about his arm. Who knows? But at at least four legit tools, showing more power than an 18-year-old probably most 18-year-olds would, especially ones that were just drafted out of high school while playing center field. Having a very high on-base percentage, walking more than he's striking out, still putting up some decent power numbers for his age, and stealing 12 bases while holding down center field at that level. I have no idea what the Rangers are going to do with him next year. Are they going to be aggressive? Are they going to put him back in low A and let him hit himself all the way out of it? And I I probably think that he ends the season playing in Hickory. I don't know if they'd start him there. But um, yeah, this guy, I, they, I don't think they want to rush him. But he might prove that you're not rushing me. I am just ready for a very, very advanced level at such a young age. The back injury ended him a uh stress fracture in his lower back ended his season in mid-June and his rehab progressed as as noticed or as they as they planned. He could have they could have rushed him back for two weeks at the end of the season, but they didn't see the point in that. And they figured, heck, let's just let him rest, get him to instructs, and uh not try and push our luck with this guy who had a really, really solid breakout season. I I'm putting a roll fifty-five on him, an above average starter. Bordering on All-Star, this guy has sky-high potential. We've seen just a very limited sample size, but it's looking more and more by the day, like the Rangers, like he might be the biggest steal in the 2020 draft. He was convinced to not go to Duke with a 100 or $1.25 million underslot bonus. Still don't know how they assigned this kid underslot, but it allowed them to do all they did in the 2020 draft. All five of those picks are looking pretty solid right now, and um, man. That might end up being a huge game-changing draft for the Texas Rangers. Now, at number six, another guy in that draft. That's right. We have second baseman Justin Foskew. He's 22 years old, born in March 2nd, 1999. Plays second base. That's what he is. He plays second base. That's it. He hasn't really played anywhere else. He might end up moving to left field. They might try and get him some reps there. But, again, for now, his position is second base. Which is clearly blocked by Marcus Simeon for at least the next eight seasons, assuming that Major League Baseball ever happens again or, you know, Major League Baseball owners can get their crap together and agree to a freaking deal. Anyway, he listed at six foot, 205 pounds. Last year he was at 13 in my rankings. MLB Pipeline has him at number four. Um, Baseball America has him at six. Baseball Prospectus has him at number three and 50 in their overall top 100. And The Athletic had him at four. 50 in their top 101 feels very aggressive, very aggressive, but he did have a very great season. So I understand why I'm just not quite, I wouldn't, not that I have a huge handle on all the other systems to have a top 100 and or top 101 overall rankings, but I'm not sure that I put him there at 50. That feels very, very aggressive. But again, if you like him that much, then, then go ahead. Yeah, he was the Rangers' first-round draft pick in the 2020 draft, 14th overall, finished the season in double eight this year. He played 62 games, 267 plate appearances, put up a slash line of 275, 375, and 590, 17 home runs, one triple, 19 doubles, 25 walks, 272 strikeouts, and two stolen bases. Same with ETA, I'd say late 2023 Maybe the middle of 2023. He's probably going to start the season again in A this year. He only played 26 games there. Graded outside of – we well, did play 33 games at Hickory. But, yeah, again, played 19 games in Surprise in the Fall League and, and looked pretty good there as well. And 89 played appearances there. He had five home runs, still can't stop hitting home runs, and on base of 4.16 and slugged 5.29. So this guy was absolutely crushing it at most every level he was at this year. He loved seeing that. I mean, he didn't start very well. He took a a pitch to the ribs that knocked at least six weeks off of his season. He was hit by four pitches in his first seven games with Hickory. Um, And, you know, once he got done with his, he did, Three games rehab assignment in Arizona, hit a home run in his last one, his last game in there, and then came up to came back to Hickory, hit home runs in seven straight games and absolutely crush it. He hit, um, let's see, where do we go? 22 of his uh, 29 hits were for extra bases um, in 96 post-injury plate appearances with Hickory. The guy crushed it, including 12 home runs. The guy, when he got promoted to Double A, he wasn't quite as great. He had a little bit more um, swing and miss issues, um, but still pretty solid. 29 strikeouts to 8 walks in uh, 26 games, 104 plate appearances at Frisco. But he was, again, still two years younger than the average player there. He was about a year younger than the average player at Hickory and very young, for his age, this is still his first actual minor league season because the Rangers drafted him in 2020, and so I always think of him as a little older than he was. Um, he had an OPS of 704 in Frisco, not quite as impressive, and on base of 317 and slugged 387. So. The homers kind of stopped, not quite as much at the Frisco level, only two home runs there versus those bazillion homers that he hit in Hickory. But he picked it back up in surprise and looked much better in the fall league. I definitely think he starts the season at the AA level, and um, the Rangers will have to see where he goes from there. But a huge season for him. I put him at a roll 55. Obviously, his defensive potential is limited to second base or maybe left field or maybe he ends up being at DH. But it's funny because – scouts they acknowledged that uh you know he in his pre-draft reports they projected him as a second round pick and they said you know he's got some raw power but i i, I think with the wood bat he's going to struggle to tap into that um at the minor league level obviously that was not the case i mean in his last full season at uh mississippi state it's it's kind of insane he hit 331 um this is until the 19 he did play 16 games in 2020 but Again, shortened season. But in 2019, 67 games, 309 played appearances, had 14 home runs, 22 doubles, a slash line of 331, 395, and slugged 564. That's a 954 OPS in a not small sample of games. He also walked 30 times, struck out 32. Um, in the very short sample size of 16 games, 69 played appearances in 2020, he walked 15 times to just three strikeouts. Again, very tiny sample size. But also very, very encouraging stuff. I would like to see him get more to that walk rate. I'm a little worried about him coming, becoming Ruggno Door-like and just dinger or nothing. I I know that Ruggno Door had, wasn't quite as you know walk-prone as Justin Foscu has been, and his mind he didn't project to be as as uh, walk-prone. But again, they both had solid hit tools and I don't want to see him selling out for power just like we going to did otherwise that completely t- drive down your value cool if you hit 30 home runs but if you have uh you know an on base of like 250 while you're doing it you're not providing all that much value especially if you're just playing second base and playing it mediocrely defensively as well so pretty solid season for him not great of a you know I guess back end I'm glad that he was able to do well in Surprise in the Fall League, and uh, that is definitely very encouraging for him doing that. But just one more installment of this Top 30 next week. We'll, we'll have it out, and um, we'll see how it goes. But that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.